This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. All right, let's bow our heads as we go into the business of the day. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We commit this meeting unto the Almighty and as a pilot of this journey. Your word will drive us to the promised land. No one will be left out. All your blessings will get to us. In Jesus' name we pray. The message is titled, Jesus, the Reviver of Destinies. It's the Reviver of what? Destinies. We're taking our message from the book of John, chapter 1, verse 43 to 50. All right, I'm reading from the book of John, chapter 1, 43 to 50. The following day, Jesus will go forth into Galilee and find it Philip. Jesus will always look for his sheep. He will always look for his sheep. He will always search for his sheep. He will always locate his sheep. And said unto him, follow me. He finds, he brings them into his kingdom. As his disciples were supposed to find, locate the lost sheep and bring them to the kingdom of God. Verse 44. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael. You are saved to save other people. Jesus located saved Philip. Philip went, located Nathanael, and served Nathanael. You are not saved just for you to sit down every day. God, do this for me. God, do this for me. At the end of this journey on earth, the millions you have acquired will not take you to heaven. At the end of this journey, the millions you have acquired will not stand for you in heaven. What will stand for you is the number of souls you've won on earth. Proverbs 11 says that he that will need soul is what? Why? What effort are you making? People come to you, they have problems. They ask for favor, they ask for this. You end up, oh, sorry, I can't help you. Why do they come to you? You don't know where you are, it's somebody's prayer point. But if you don't have the cash to give, you have the divine leadership and direction to give them. My brother, my sister, I don't have for now. But there is something I have learned in the Lord. Day by day, he puts food on my table. I might not have the cash. He does it somehow because he's the God of signs and wonders. I will encourage you to come and notice my God. You have evangelized to somebody. You don't need to carry bells on the streets. Let them know that God is good unto you. You might not have the cash to give to them, but you have something that will save their soul from hell. You have something that if they accept, it will revive their destinies, preserve them, and reposition them to be who God wants them to be. So when the Lord said Philip, Philip went forth in search of other disciples. But first of all, charity begins at home. He located his brother Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him. <laughs> that treasure has been found. We have found him. Not I have found. We have found that treasure. Of whom Moses in the law and the prophet did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, we have found that man they've been talking about. Had he seen signs and wonders? He saw him. He saw the Christ in Christ, and he believed. This is that man they have been talking about. 
This is that man that represents the Old and New Testaments. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Old and the New embodiment of the beginning and the end. He showed his disciples a sign, a wonder. He proved to them that he is Christ. So what did he do? He said, Peter, James, and John, follow me. They got to the mountain. What was called transfiguration. Moses appeared. Elijah appeared. And they were talking with Jesus Christ. Moses and Elijah represent the Old Testament. The greatest prophets of the Old Testament. So the greatest prophets of the Old Testament that represent the Old Testament appeared and bowed before the owner of the New Testament. And the word of God told us by revelation, they appeared because they needed to confirm that this man Jesus is the owner of the New and Old Testament. He has come to fulfill what the prophet has been talking about. Peter got confused. He said, well, what do we do? Do we build three tabernacles? One for you, one for Elijah, and one for Moses. And the vision cleared. But before then, somebody called Philip has seen and believed that this is that Jesus. And that is the reason why the whole atmosphere over the world has changed. Even nations that do not believe in this Christ, there are activities in their kingdom. Nations that do not believe in this Christ. Their revenue has increased. A lot of things are happening. Money is changing hands at different levels. In December, companies pay bonus. <laughs> because Jesus comes with extra gift. No other religious leader pays bonus. 46. And Nathanael said unto him, You have you really found him? He said, Jesus of Nazareth. The next thing, doubt. Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him. Philip did not reply. Philip only replied was say, Come and what? See. Because pregnancy does not hide. Yes, sir. You don't need to broadcast to people that you are pregnant. Am I on somebody? When it happens, people the world will see it. You don't need to wear the face. Testimonies do not hide. When it happens, you don't need to tell people. They will see it. That is why by reason of this season, some of you are going to change speech and physical location. God is set to promote your destinies. You say, come and see, I don't need to tell you anything. You will speak for yourself. Verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no girl. Nathanael said unto him, Where is no is that me? How did you know me? Just answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Before Philip saw you, I had seen the spiritual realm. There is nothing you are going through that God does not know. There is no situation you are passing through, no location. Then he has placed you that the Lord does not know. And that God is said to elevate you. Amen. That's why he has come in this kind of season. At a time like this. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of who? Israel. Seeing his what? Believing. He said, I have seen, I believe. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than this. Somebody should be ready to see greater testimonies in this year. Amen. 
the word of God made us to understand that nothing good was ever said about Nazareth. Yes. Nothing good was ever said about Nazareth. Just as so many people had been written off in life. When people look at them, they say this one. Hmm, forget about this one. Well, some of us talking, is, is somebody talking? And then when they look at it, they say, past glory. Nazareth was a town despised, rejected, mocked, and abandoned. If they're talking about post-imposition, they talk about other cities. No men of timber and caliber from the city of Nazareth. Amongst equals and honorable, the name Nazareth was a stigma. The father one was from Nazareth, qualified one to be at the reign of tattoos of the tear, binet, and never do way in the order of placement in the land. It was never a city to be reckoned with. Poverty, demotion, despisement, reproach was so much attached to the city of Nazareth and the inhabitants that they have to make do with the proverb, can anything good come out from Nazareth? However, with the coming and the birth of Christ, everything about Nazareth changed for good. And this morning, the Lord is talking to somebody that with the coming of Christ at a time like this, your destinies will turn around for good. With the coming of Christ, the destiny of Nazareth was revived. A 360 degree turnaround. And I want to say again this morning that with the coming of Christ, this season, your destinies will be revived in Jesus' name. Many destinies, as I speak, could be likened to the situation Nazareth found itself before the coming of Christ. People are free to say whatever they want to say about you. But the day your God comes into town, they will know what it means to be promoted in life. Because once this God of revival visits you, he will promote you like somebody called Jesse that was promoted from prison to become a governor. I don't know how do you qualify that in terms of percentage. Had you read that? From being a prisoner, became a governor. Mordecai was a gate man in the king's palace. All of a sudden, he became the vice president to King Ahasuerus. How do you read that? It can only happen because Jesus Christ, the reviver of destinies, is in charge of your destiny. Many destinies have been bedridden by demonic cancer called calamity, reproach, and disgrace. Many are held in bondage by demonic yoke of sicknesses, infirmities, afflictions, and pains. Many are sidelined by trade to their lives. Yoke of sudden death. Yoke of automatic downward syndrome has demoted many to the realm of lack. Setback, stagnation, failure, and defeat. Procrastination, delayed disappointment. Many cannot even raise their heads above their shoulders because of yoke of sorrow, hatred that has been placed upon them. Demotion, devourer, poverty, despisement, mockery, rejection. Many were still under the bondage of powers from their father's house, mother's house, under the bondage of foundational powers in form of ancestral and foundational costs, household enemies, evil in laws, internal external enemies, evil neighbors, evil business associates and colleagues. This morning, the Lord has good news for someone here. Amen. Because the revival of destinies is very much around, your destinies will surely be revived. Amen. If something good could come out from Nazareth, something good definitely is coming out from your destiny. Nazareth was reckoned as the tale among the cities of Israel before the coming of Christ. Nazareth was reckoned as Benet, an unresourceful, 
unresourceful. A dry place. A barren land. If they are citing projects, contract, they take it to other cities. Because they have nobody to speak for them. No men of timber and caliber. But it would come in and better Christ. Nazareth became a first class city. A town of honor. A town of dignity. Nazareth became one of the most resourceful city in Israel. Because Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the reviver, decided to come from that place that was despised. That is why the Lord is with you. Because he has spoken that he will never fail nor forsake you. He had the option to come from the, the king's palace. To be born as the son of Herod. He said no. He decided to be born in a manger. He had the option to be born from the best city in Israel. But he said no. He decided to be born in Nazareth. Are you bothered that you're not from a way to do family? Are you bothered because of the locality of your village? Are you bothered because of the situation you're going through in life? Jesus Christ went through all those things. If you're among the people I have mentioned this morning, the Lord has a surprise for you. Amen. The Jews do not believe in Christianity. They practice Judaism. Even in their belief of Judaism, Jesus Christ of Nazareth so much blossomed and flourished Israel. And Nazareth became a tourist city. The rejected stone became the corner piece. The rejected city became the light of the states. Became the light of the nation. All over the world, people begin to say, we want to go to Israel. When we get to Israel, we must get to Nazareth. We want to see his village, his town. No town has been talked of the much they have talked about Nazareth. That is why you are going to be a star very soon. Amen. Nazareth was a hidden star, but they didn't know he was a star. They didn't know that city was a star. A star hidden for an appointed time. If you are not shining, it's because you are there for an appointed time. Amen. Whether you will shine, no power can stop you from shining. Today, tourism flourishing in Israel because of Nazareth. Because of that name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tourism is one of the major sources of Israel's revenue. They make a lot of money through tourism. Could only happen because of this wonderful name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When people looked at Nazareth, they said, Nazareth is foolish. Now, nothing good can ever come from it. Presently, there are people that when people look at them, family members, friends, when they look at them, they mock and they say, this one is finished. This one is finished. I want to tell you this morning that if somebody has ever told that he is finished with you, Jesus has not yet finished with you. Amen. He has not finished with you. He's a sovereign God. And he has the final sin. God has spoken once. Twice have I had it. That all power belongs to God. And this morning, I want to tell somebody that the Lord has for you a revived destiny. And that by reason of this service, every destiny despised or demoted must be revived. God will give you a testimony that will rubbish every insult in your life. Nazareth was so much rubbish. But by the time the revival came on board, <laughs> Yakuma here, darkness turned around to light. Yes, no power can stop God's purpose in your life. Amen. Come with me to the book of Genesis chapter 15, verses 13 to 15. Genesis chapter 15, verses 13 to 15. And he said unto Abraham, 
No of a shorty that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years before the coming of the special child called Isaac. God told Abraham, Isaac eventually came forth. Isaac brought forth Israel and Jacob. Jacob brought forth the twelve sons, called twelve sons of Israel. Twelve sons of Israel and their family members, numbering about 70, went into Egypt. They became a multitude. And they lived there and became slaves. Served the Egyptians for 400 years. Verse 14. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward, shall they come out with great substance. Before the generation that went to Egypt, God saw the beginning and the end of the afflictions. He knew what they were going to go through. He knew what was going to happen. So, no matter what you're going through in life, don't give up. God has a plan for you. It's a process you're going through. It's a process. Some people will say, if God loves me, why is God allowing me to go through this situation? Read it said that God allowed his own children to go through before they were born. He didn't say that my children, no, my firstborn, offspring, they will not go through this affliction. He allowed them to go through it. Why won't you? Since you are God, why will you allow them to go through that thing? Jesus prayed the prayer. He said, Father, if it is that we let this call pass over me, why would God allow you to, to go through pains? God will not give you a situation that you cannot carry. He will not give you a tax or whatever thing the enemy brings you away that will overwhelm your life. And there's nothing God will tell you to do that has never been done before. If you're talking about pain, he has gone through it. Talk about affliction operation. His children were 400 and something in Egypt. Talking about death, his son died. Then because of what the Bible says, our light affliction. He said, God, you call it light. See, I just slap me. He says it's light. Hunger is slapping me. He says it's light. They sack me from work. He says it's light affliction. He says it's light affliction because you will overcome. That's why he says light. You'll never... It's a process to where he's taking it. Because he's the game changer. The day he said that football match will change, it will change. Yes. Hello? Yes. The revival of destiny can never fail you. Amen. You see, they shall come out with great substance. Before, and also in that nation, verse 14, whom they shall serve, I will judge. That's why I tell people, my enemies are in trouble. Because if they think they can do what they're doing to you, and go free. They are joking. Because they can never go free. Yeah. That's why God says, Vengeance do not belong to be belong to him, God. Because he knows when to strike as a man of war. He knows when to strike. So don't even bother about fighting. He says, I will fight for you. Why you do what? Oh yeah, please. He says, I will judge this nation. And afterwards, shall they come out with great substance? Did they not come out with great substance? This year, somebody should get ready for testimonies and thanksgiving. Because some of you wake up, you still pinch your body. Whether are you awake or are you dreaming? Is that transitional light that entered your back account a dream? You look at your handset again, whether it's a dream. Tell your neighbor, that testimony is not going to be a dream. Verse 15. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. I've always told my enemies, I'm not in a hurry to leave this earth. And nobody can discharge me from this earth prematurely. Until when my father says it's time, 
Hello? Because long life is a gift from God. It's our entitlement. It's our heritage as children of God. And he told Abraham, he said, I have given you long life. No matter the situation you're going through, God has given you long life. Because those blessings will come, you will still live to enjoy those blessings. He's going to give you power to create wealth and power to enjoy what? Wealth. Before the manifestation of the nation Israel, God had ordained the vision and purpose of Israel in his program. You are in God's program. You are in his program. There is nothing that you are going through life that is new to God. All that Israel went through, the 430 years of bondage in Egypt, life of exile in Babylon, the Persian rule over Israel, the rule of the Roman empires, couldn't stop God's purpose from being fulfilled in their lives. At different times, they were scattered into different countries. Today, the nation of Israel is still standing. Before the manifestation of Nazareth, there was a divine blueprint of what Nazareth would go through to get to its present status. That stigma, the poverty, the demotion, the devourer, the despisement, the mockery, the stigma that nothing good can ever come from for Nazareth couldn't stop Nazareth from attaining its present and dignified status. The world is free to say what we want to say about you. And God is quite free to do what he wants to do about your destiny. Some people could say, let them say. People will talk. What they say will never stop God from doing what he wants to do about, about your life. I don't understand whether someone is really understanding what the Lord is saying about your life this morning. That stigma called calamity can never stop you. Poverty can never stop you. Reproach can never stop you. Disappointment can never stop you. Whatever commission of the enemy to steal, to kill, and destroy can never stop you. Say an agreement. Shout hallelujah. Something good is surely going to come out from you. As long as they couldn't stop Nazareth, no power can ever kill your destiny. No power can kill your destiny. We must arise and find the Lordship and teach them how to follow Jesus so that he will revive their destinies too. The Lord brought forth Christianity. He departed from the, what was called religion and he brought forth what is called what? Christianity. What is religion and what is Christianity? Religion is man looking for God through his own means and conditions. Religion is man looking for God through his own means and conditions. Religion has its attendant failure faults because it does not properly address the issue of attaining internal spiritual growth or maturity through the inner man. Religion could be hypocritical. Some people just want to be seen that they are serving God, but their minds are like sepulchre. Christianity is God searching for man. He found Philip and taught Philip how to find other people. God himself searching for man, not man searching for God. Looking for man. And through dying for man's sins, he revived and repositioned man in accordance with his heavenly principles. And what does he do? He targets the inner man. Because the outer man can be deceiving. The outer man can be wonderful. The outer man can be so generous and end up in hell. But Christianity targets the inner man and prepares your soul. Revive your soul in accordance with kingdom principles. 
Back to John chapter 1. Book of John chapter 1 verse 45. So when Philip told Nathanael that we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophet did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael responded, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come and see. <laughs> I want somebody to understand this one that the kind of testimony that the revival is bringing away is so that when people hear their first reaction will be, it is a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. It's not true. But I always tell them, it is a true. <laughs> when they say it's a lie, I say, no, it is a true. <laughs> because Jesus is for real. It's for real. Why would they say it's a lie? Because as long as they are concerned, it's unbelievable. It's not possible. This man will know he has nobody. If you look at him from here to say, even his ancestors, none of them had 5,000 in the bank. It's practically impossible. As long as they are concerned, it's practically impossible for one to overcome the chains of downward syndrome, not to take off that person testifying. Philip didn't answer Nathaniel, but simply said, Come and see. This morning, under divine unction, I prophesy that where it was said that you are not a child of God, same people and same mouth will turn around and declare that indeed. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. Those that despise you will recognize and honor you. Amen. Those closed against you will open on their own accord. Amen. Those that turn their back on you will turn around and embrace you. Amen. If you're in agreement, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> there are testimonies that when people hear of, they wouldn't believe. But there's nothing they can do about that. Because he has come to stay. He has come to stay. Marine Wishraf or Courty Water Spring or Courty Grandmaster, none of them have control over your life. Amen. Delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. None of them have control over your life. That household enemy, that family strong, strong woman, that internal external enemies, they could manipulate, but they don't have control. Because at the appointed time, God will do what he's known to do as God. Amen. Hello, he'll do what he's known to do. Don't be a God to anybody and don't despise anybody. The young shall grow. If you clap the ladder, don't pull down the ladder because you might need that ladder to come down. Or if you need help up there, somebody needs that ladder to come up to help you. Keep that ladder standing. Your levels will change as you enter this year. Amen. So those despise you yesterday, they will not recognize you tomorrow. Because everything about you is going to change. When Jesus picks you up, life comes into your destiny. God formed man from the dust of the earth and brought into the notion of man the breath of life. And man became what? A living soul. Everything about Jesus is about life. When he comes close to you, if your marriage is dead, he will revive it. If your business is dead, he will revive it. If your health is dead, he will revive it. Everything about you will receive divine revival. And that's why this season, everything about you must be revived in Jesus' name. Nazareth was promoted far and above the imaginations of the despisers. And I want you to understand, we are in the season of promotion. The season of announcement. Because Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the reviver and promoter of destiny, is around. And I prophesied to somebody this morning 
that Jesus Christ of Nazareth will give you visible testimonies. Amen. Testimonies that will shock and rattle your despisers and enemies. Amen. God will give you testimonies that will make your enemies desire to serve your God. Amen. Your despisers will join you in the altar of testimonies and thanksgiving. Amen. The testimonies of commandsy will locate you. Amen. The dew of heaven will bless you this season. Amen. The earth will no longer despise your labor. Amen. As the fatness of the earth will be your portion. Amen. Your blood is not for sacrifice. Amen. The blood of your family members are not for sacrifice. Amen. You end well this year. Amen. You end well this year. Amen. You start well in this year. Amen. And you equally end well in this year. If you're in agreement, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Stand to your feet of being to appreciate the Lord for his word. As we appreciate the Lord for his mercy, I want us to use this time. If you've not given your life to Christ, there is the hour to accept him because he's looking for you. He finded Philip. Philip finded Nathanael. God looking for man because he doesn't want anyone to perish. If you've not given your life to Christ, it's a wonderful time to do so. And for those of us who are already members of the kingdom, in words, in actions, in thoughts, we hear every day. I want us to begin to repent of our sins. In all areas, we offended him because what he asked for us will never pass us by this season. Oh yes, Father, we ask for your mercy. For those of us who are giving our lives to you this morning, we say receive us into your kingdom. Blot our names from the book of death and hell. Reposition our lives in your kingdom, our destinies in your kingdom, revive our souls and everything that has to do with us. We surrender unto your kingdom, Lord. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We glorify you. As we come before you this morning to tap into your mercy and grace. For those of us who are just giving their life today, Father, accept us into your kingdom. And for those of us who are already in your kingdom, but have erred in different ways, let your mercy prevail, Lord. Thank you for your precious blood, and thank you for your mercies and grace upon our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.